You're listening to Gearing Up, an everyday carry podcast, a show that's made for the community, featuring interviews with makers, creators, and members of the community, and discussions on current trends in the industry. Follow along as we talk about life, gear, hobbies, and more. And be sure to stay tuned for new episodes every week. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Gearing Up. This is the podcast where we talk about everyday carry stuff, and today is no different. Today is no exception. However, for the first time in quite a while, I don't know how many episodes it's been, but I haven't had a guest in a minute, and today I'm really excited. Uh, I've got longtime internet friend, friend of the pod, friend of the show, incredible maker. Um, I am joined by Sam from Black Cross Leather. Sam, how you doing, man? Good, dude. How you doing? Good, good. So... I'm super excited to have you on. I I've jotted down a page and a half of notes, and I, we may get to all of them. We we may get through a third of it. I don't know. Um, but thanks, number one. Thanks for taking out some time to jump on the show and chat. Uh, I I appreciate it. I know it's always uh, stressful to take out some time and and sit uh, and not be making and creating. So thank you. Yeah, dude. No problem. Thanks for having me on and. When I asked you earlier if this was going to be on video, I was like, I hope not, because I can actually, I will talk better by doing while we talk, so it's kind of good that <laughs> no, I can, good. we'll just get the chat that way. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, listen, I think over the last probably two years with the whole world kind of shifting how it communicates, like, everyone's had to have a crash course in Zoom and WebEx and Microsoft Teams and video chatting, I, you know, I don't want to subject anyone to any unnecessary video if I can avoid it. As a matter of fact, actually, before we got on this this chat, uh, I was on a conference call for work for about 45 minutes, and I was turning my camera on and off because I'm working from home today, and my son, who's almost five, is here, and, you know, at the very end, he decided to jump on and said then that extended the minute another, or the meeting another minute or two just so everyone could say hi, and so yeah, I video is a no go for me for the most part. Like I want to do more, but not not uh, <laughs> not not just yet. I listen to podcasts all day too, but it's because I can't uh, I can't just listen to music all the time. I get bored of it. So when it's a video podcast, is fine. But like I don't really I I don't know who watches videos honestly because I'm always yeah. doing and, and listening. I don't sit and watch. You know, like that's I don't know the attention span. Exactly. No, no. So I'm, I'm kind of the same way. And like, I, this is sort of an accidental feature that I, I started to enjoy. So we have Google music or YouTube music, whatever it's called now. And with that, it's bundled with YouTube premium, which is cool. Cause I don't see ads and all that. So it's great. And, mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But one of the features you get for paying it for it is background play with YouTube, which mm-hmm. is fantastic because there are so many, shows and videos and and people on youtube that i watch where all i do is listen kind of like you're saying and it's nice to be able to just lock the phone and throw it in my pocket um or or put it in the cup holder if i'm driving down the road and and just listen um so yeah i i feel you on that i'm i'm kind of the exact same way so you said uh you listen to podcasts what uh are there any that that you've been listening to lately or or any that you like gear related or not i mean i'm i listen i'm kind of all over the board yeah, I'm kind of all over the place too. Um, I listen to, you know, it's funny because, you know, each week it's kind of, I've got my schedule. And so like on Mondays, it's Kill Tony and 
whatever else happens. Wednesday is your mom's house. And then um, I, I binged really hard the world record podcast. Okay. Um, which, so yeah, it's usually just something entertaining and funny. Um, and it's stuff yeah. that's like, you know, if it's, I don't know. It just depends on if it if it hits me right, if I like it, you know, and I don't expect it's what's nice. I think, too, is I can listen to whatever I want. And it's not like it's a TV show where you're in a congregated area with like family or people, because I would probably watch and listen to things people wouldn't. And so they're kind of like, you know, it's my own little world of, well, these are the weird podcasts that I listen to or the weird crap that I like that I don't have to care if anybody else likes. And I can just sit and binge out and, you know, enjoy it by myself because I'm alone for, you know six hours the day before I go get my kids. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my, my podcast feed is kind of all over the place. Um, I like a lot of history and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so like I listen to hardcore history. Yeah. I've been listening to real dictators from Noiser, which is just insane. Just like deep dives <laughs> on like the craziest people in history. Um, mm-hmm cautionary tales is another good one sort of interesting perspective on like crazy things that have happened but yeah i like i podcasting you know doing it is is incredibly fun but like i've gotten to the point now where like i don't i don't listen to the radio i sometimes listen to music but you know listen there are days and i'm sure you have days like this too where you're just in a mood for something and you just throw it on shuffle and you just you just roll with it but yeah, totally. podcasts have been like super fun to just digest and get into. Yeah. And I like ones like, you know, my wife says she likes the 30 minute podcast. And I'm like, if it's not two hours, I'm, it's not even long enough for me to waste my time. Cause as soon as, you know, you get through the ads, you've got a 20 minute podcast. If it says 30, right. you know, and once you get into the meat of it and it's like, I don't have time to, what, what I constantly say is like, I work with my hands. So if I'm, if I'm having to use my hands to touch my phone or do something different, it completely throws off any other thing that I can do. So yeah, I'm like, I want long, I want engaging. And yeah. it's interesting too, is ha- having listened to so many, I've almost gotten to a point where I don't do podcasts, but I get annoyed by the things people do in podcasts where it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be doing this. This is a podcast, you know, right. like people talking over each other or, or just babbling or going on and on. And I think people that are, um, that don't have a clue that they're actually either interviewing somebody or in an interview. And it's just like this weird diatribe where people just love to go and they don't, they're not conversing. They're not listening. They just want to talk. And it's just these kind of things where I'm like, Oh, I don't like you anymore. And <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Cause then I can, it can really turn me off from like, yeah. Oh, I thought I liked this popular person and or someone in whatever genre of what I like and then I hear them speak in in a podcast and I'm like never mind I'm yeah. I'm good I'll yeah there dude there's been some recently and and it seems you know it's it, it, it's a trend that was sort of climbing 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 and now it seems like it's almost like what do you do when you're done with big projects, you know, when you're, you're a famous person and it's like, what do you do when that show gets canceled or whatever? It's let's start a podcast and a uh, perfect example. And I, and I need to give it another shot, but like, um, I think it's David Spade and Dana Carvey started one, um, all about like <laughs> SNL. And I was like, man, this is going to be really great. And I listened to the first one or two, and I was like, these guys are just, they're just, they're not, they're figuring it out. I got to come back in like 10 episodes when they've kind of 
ironed out, you know, the, the process, but yeah, I mean, there's, you definitely get, you know, and that's, I think that's maybe why I like a lot of the history ones. Cause it's a, it's usually one person and it's just, they're just telling a story. Those, those interviewee, you know, of course here we are doing a chat on, on my podcast, but a lot of the interviewee ones. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you you sort of pick up on those little nuances after a few of them where you're like, oh, yeah. this guy's not like really you need to take a sip of water, bro. Because like exactly, <laughs> I've got auditory things where I can hear your clicking mouth, and and then I start to go into all kinds of other questions like the reasonings of why people's mouths click, and it's like, yeah, I 100 percent get it, man. Yeah. So the real meat of this episode, I, you know, I wanted to dive in. So we've been acquaintances, friends, internet friends for a bit. I mean, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I wanted to kind of rewind and, and, and talk about kind of the beginnings of black cross leather and, and you as a maker and, and kind of that journey. And then obviously we'll, we'll get back around to kind of present day and, and what you've got going on. Cause the stuff you've got going on right now is in my opinion, more exciting than, the stuff you've done in the past no offense to any of the old stuff mm-hmm. but like the stuff you're cranking no, out now is is it's awesome so appreciate it you know my my first sort of thing that i wanted you to dive into is like before leather work like what was your previous and this is going to sound super general right but what was like mm-hmm. your previous life before you found leather making and and mm-hmm. and uh you know black cross leather as as a business like what was you know, whether it was a hobby or a, an interest or a day job or whatever, like what was, what was that like? Okay. I'll, I'll, so I went to college, got out of college, got a terrible job. Um, and then got a really cool job working at a motorcycle shop as um, it was called a lot tech. So I was the guy that was cleaning motorcycles, uh, doing all this stuff in the background, like, not like maintenance, not like a janitor, but just kind of like a gopher in a way, do whatever. And it was cool because then I got to see like the um, the inner workings of that because motorcycles are one of my passions and one of my loves. And so being a part of, you know, that was awesome, which led me into I had an opportunity to become a technician. So I worked for a summer with um, a tech and in the end, it didn't work out just because it was like I didn't know that when and just out of ignorance, but I didn't know that technicians buy all their own tools and when you find out the the whole garage of techs are working with 25 to thirty thousand dollars worth their own tools after i already felt like oh no i'm in debt with all these things that led me here it then pushed me down a path of i went into the mental health field doing insurance verification Mm -hmm. which for then the next like 10 years was all dealing with um insurance stuff when it comes to mental health behavioral health and then the job just before you know black cross leather i was doing medical billing Mm -hmm. so it was all kind of in that billing field which is a good place to be um and it worked out really well for me because my wife is a clinician she does um therapy she's on all the insurance panels and so i know all of that stuff so together we do all her billing and um working with that together and then right at the end of my tenure as a you know billing person, Black Cross Leather picked up um, to a point where I gave a two week notice, but then I was like, you get two days, I gotta go, you know, cause it's like, I am so busy right now. And it was 
it was all moonlighting, right? So then what happened was the that was about maybe two, two and a half years into Black Cross Leather. And so I've always been into um, making stuff. And a lot of the times what my making was just making the things that I bought better um, because everything, I break stuff. That's why I, you know, as a kid (laughs) playing with my friends, I would break their toys. I broke my toys. And then I would either have to learn how to fix them, which I enjoyed doing, you know, working as a technician, on motorcycles, working on my bike, working on whatever I could, just taking stuff apart to see what it was made of. So like building and working with my hands has always been something that I've enjoyed. Um, and so I, I was um, getting, you know, doing the EDC thing. I think it kind of started on Reddit a little bit. And sure. I, one of the first things that I remember seeing was um, Cosmo Newt 2's Kevin uh, seeing one of his omens on yeah um reddit which then gets you into like what is that and how do oh, i a get one hole, man yeah dude and then so then it just kind of went from there and so then the the beginning of black cross leather was i bought an omen actually no it's not true a setback because it all started with i bought a hunk of um steel online i don't even know what it is and i still have a bunch of it and i shaped out a bunch of knives i'm like i'm gonna make knives now you know being bored sitting at a desk job needed an outlet whatever well then that was dirty and it just you know sparks and all this stuff flying on me so i needed to get oh how about an apron i'll buy an apron and then you start looking at aprons online and it's all welding Mm -hmm. all welding aprons which I was like, wait a minute. I, I look at one thing, and this is what I do with, with all of it. I looked at the welding aprons. How much is that going to cost me? What if I went over to Tandy, because we got one local to us. What do they have, I wonder? So then I went to Tandy and actually just bought a big old hunk of leather, made my own giant apron. You know, it's one of the long ones, too. It's funny because it goes down to my, like, almost my ankles. Yeah. But then from there, ended up getting my first omen and realized oh i've got some leather i want to carry this thing you know put two and two together and i came up with um my first slip and it was just something that i posted on my personal page and then someone was like hey i like that can you make me one and then i was like sure and then over time it just snowballed and kind of led me to where i'm at today dude that's that's incredible and and as someone that knows absolutely nothing about motorcycles but appreciates them that's really cool to hear what like what what kind of bikes were you working on anything like fancy special cool um that, most that, of that japanese the japanese know <laughs> yeah no you know all the all the japanese bikes and from the bottom of you know little bikes to big bikes to old bikes to relatively newer bikes and i wasn't necessarily doing a lot of the being an apprentice you mm-hmm. you help and as you earn trust and show that you're capable, then you get to do more and more. And I got, you know, a lot of tire changes, oil changes, that kind of stuff when, you know, cause, and and the the cool thing about being a technician, the way they get paid is um, they get paid. uh, It's hourly, but what is it called? Pro. I can't even remember now, but each job is worth a certain amount of time. And if they can finish a job sooner, they still get paid for the full amount of time. And so I'm doing side work for my tech He's doing his thing, and um, yeah, so, you know, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Honda, and then whatever else came in, you know, because if it was something that we could bring in, and the cool thing about, the thing that I really loved about that job is 
the confidence that it built in my ability to work on things. One of the funniest things about, about working on stuff like that is not knowing how tight to make a screw or nut or bolt, whatever. Right. Um, But then, then you ask, I'd ask the tech, how tight do I make it? And there's really no good answer other than you just do, you know? And then after a while you learn, Oh, this is how tight I can do something totally. And so, yeah, so the working on on those was just a ton, and I got my own motorcycles, and um, you know I work on all my own cars. And there's a yeah. couple things I don't do, like oil changes and stuff, just because it's price wise, it really doesn't make sense because it's the same to do it. And then right. if I do it myself, I got to get rid of oil. But like now, I've got to fix my wife's car. She's got a she got a leak. I thought I fixed it, and I didn't. So that's going to be, you know, whatever's happening this weekend is probably me working on a car. Right. Dude, it's it, listening to all of that. It's nuts. I, I think I'm starting to better understand, like literally right now, why you and I mesh so well. So my best friend growing up, um, he's still my, you know, one of my best friends. So he he's a motorcycle guy. Had, you know, he had, uh, he's, he's got a Harley now. He's had a couple um, he had a Honda CBR, blah, 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 something or other. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and he was a mechanic and he, w- he started out sort of apprenticing and sort of shadowing and exactly like you were saying where he, you were talking about like, you know, you, a job is worth so many hours and you get paid for, you know, if it's a two hour job and you finish it in 45 minutes, you still get paid for two hours a- anyways. So all of that stuff and, and your tools, you make, you make a great point there. Right. So like, for those mm-hmm. that don't know, like the mechanics, that's their own tools. So, you know, yeah. he would always joke about, you know, the the camaraderie back there, but also like you don't go take somebody else's tool because it's not the dealership's tool. It's that dude's tool. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so, no, that's that's funny, man. It's crazy. The the um, that journey, though, I mean, just going from working with your hands, kind of figuring it out and, and that that mindset of you know, Hey, I could go buy this. Um, but how much is it going to cost me to make it? I already like working yeah. with my hands. Might as well give it a shot. I feel like that is super common. Um, just in this sphere of people that I've spoken to through the podcast and, and through the community is that there's so much of that and, and it's hard to quantify, you know, what gives a person that or how a person gets that. Are you born with it? Do you, do you, do you get it over time? I don't know, but to me, that's that's one of the things I think that makes the successful people successful is that that drive to just keep going. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it, so you 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 saw a need for a slip for this piece of gear you had. You gave it a shot. You posted it, and somebody was like, "Hey, that sounds cool." Very reminiscent of like the Casey Lynch story to me, where he he decided he could make something cheaper and and then someone saw it and it just kind of like you said snowballed from there so going from those initial you know one-off pieces and you know messaging on on instagram or whatever and and making pieces to to now i mean what would you say and it may be hard to nail down a specific answer here so you know i'll take it for what it's worth but what as the business changed and grew and changed again and grew again, like what, what were kind of the bigger factors in, in shaping some of your choices to offer this, not offer that and go down this rabbit hole or, or whatever. Is there anything that sticks out? Um, yeah, like, um, I get super bored doing 
the same kind of stuff. Sure. And what's difficult is, uh, you know, my, my main feed or, you know, my main business is all Instagram and it's all through GMing people. Um, I have a website that I neglect dearly, which the goal is to stop doing that, but it's difficult. There's a whole bunch of factors behind that, that I'm not completely sure of. I'm confident in what I'm doing, but, um, getting bored is one of those things where it's like, okay, now I got to do something different and something new. And I'm not sure if this will answer your question, but what it eventually turned into was I bought a chunk of Altum online mm-hmm. and it came in because I started designing, you know, I'm always, it, it doesn't shut off, um, which is kind of difficult at times, the thinking of making and doing and yeah. creative and how do I, how do I, everything we kind of do is all reinventing the wheel, right? I mean, yeah. on paper, if it's all the same thing, something with a hole that we put our finger through or something with a, a fold with two pieces folded together that we put our money in or whatever it's, you know, a bag is either a zipper, a flap or open thing with the strap. So it's all, how do I do that in a way that's different than somebody else does? And then I don't remember what I was doing. I was just trying to branch out into doing some other things that I thought could be cool. Um, And, you know, the single finger knuck thing um, was always appealing because it's something that I can carry you know, fidget with, just have the, the materials that are available, the finishes, um, the things that can be done. And I thought it was great. Right. So I started goofing around with that possibility and I was doing a couple things, you know, I start everything drawing and then, um, I ended up getting a 3d printer, which allowed me to kind of prototype stuff. I could print something I drew and feel it and know what it's like. And excuse me, I'm a, I'm a, I always say I'm a designer, not an engineer. So I can write all the stuff down. <laughs> I, I like can that. put it all in measurement. Yeah, dude, I could, I could, I could do all the engineering stuff on paper, and then it comes out, and it's like, it looks like a third grader put it together. But once I start <laughs> right? to, a massage it, I, I turn it into what it's supposed to, what it's going to become. Then it, then it kind of works itself into something, and start off with this little thing. I was, I remember specifically, I was at the post office, and I was flipping this thing in my finger. Um, that I was that I 3D printed had designed didn't really show anybody because it's like I don't want to just here's every little thing that I'm doing because then it's then it starts to become cluttered and it's confusing and yeah. all of that right so then I was like oh light bulb came up with what if I had like a pistol grip can I spin that and then it just eventually molded into a um my pew pew which I you know the I guess it's now the Mark One. And so I bought Altum, I cut out the center of it, so, you know, the hole, and then I was left with a bunch of chunks. And I don't like waste. Um, so it's funny with, even with my leather, from very early on, I bought a, um, like a cross that I, you've seen it, I stamped my leather, uh, I cut it out into like little crosses and it's a keychain. So I kick it off to, you know, everybody that orders something from me gets a keychain. And I just use the smaller chunks of leather that would normally be literally useless because they're too small to be any good. Um, and so this idea of using every part of everything turned into, okay, I got these little, um, it looked to me like it was a, a lifesaver, you know, a little lifesaver size Altum, three or four piece or lifesaver stacked, but it was one piece. So then I got my drill press and I got my, uh, my Dremel screw nut put the put the piece of Altum on it, threw on the drill press and just started kind of carving away. 
suddenly something came out of it, which turned into a mushroom. And then I started making a few more of those, told my wife, I was like, hey, I need to, my business partner, right, my wife. And I was like, hey, business partner, I want to make this jump um, into getting a lathe. Hey, guys. So right here, uh, I had a little bit of technical difficulty on my end. Uh, Power went out at the house, so I lost connection to Sam, but we were able to get reconnected. And we picked it right back up, so I'm just going to go straight back into that. Alright, we're back. Sorry. if Listen, if you just heard a skip or a random explanation from me during post, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just explaining to Sam that my power went out, and apparently everything else decided to kick back on, and now we're good. And anyway, so, Sam, we were talking about kind of the business, how it's been shaped and, and kind of where you found yourself. And, you know, I think something you hit on that number one resonates with me personally, but number two, I've, I've sort of heard, you know, from, from other makers and in, in the, the, the EDC community is like, there is just that level of, you know, boredom or that itch or whatever you want to call it, that drive to just keep going and keep making. And, I, you know, I was scrolling through your feed before we jumped on and I saw, I mean, clear evidence of that, right? Where, you know, you, you have kind of gone through, I remember going back to when you and I first started, you know, chatting, it was like, you were kind of doing like these one-off pieces, but what I noticed really early on, and, and this was kind of segueing to, you know, the next, the next point that I had is like, your attention to detail is incredible and like the way you you think about things and the way i remember i had a cap lifter from coke and i was like hey man i want to slip for this not really sure how it should look or or whatever and i I don't know if you had made one before if this was the first one but i just i remember i have this memory of you sending me a picture of like you had made a cap lifter mock-up out of like wood is that do you remember doing that Hey everyone, one more quick interruption. We had another little technical difficulty. Uh, Sam handled it like a champ, so thank you, Sam. We were able to reconnect and just jump right back into the question, uh, I think, <laughs> kind of. Uh, we, we, we found our rhythm, uh, but I, I think this is the last technical difficulty that we run into. So thank you guys again for being patient during this episode. Apologies for the, uh, the couple interruptions. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, I swear, this is like the worst. I did like the first time I tried to jump back on with someone. Now my power goes out. What? I, like I, this is ridiculous. Welcome to the crazy process of trying to communicate with someone, uh, in a totally different state. Can you can hear yeah. me though? Good. Yeah, yeah, you're good now. It just went like it was good, and then as your question was proceeding, I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" I can't. And yeah. it just went on. No, okay. So, so we'll we'll jump back into to that question. So, I, my point was like, I remember getting a Coke cap lifter, and I was like, "Hey, man, can you make me a slip?" Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had made one before, but like your attention to detail and like your process at the time, I remember you shooting me a picture of like one you had cut out out of like wood. Do you, do you remember doing that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, 
to me, that is sort of like the mark of like, that was like when I knew I was like, oh, this guy's legit. Like he's thorough and he's detailed. And like ever since then, I mean, obviously I was sold on, on your stuff before then, but like ever since then, I'm like, anytime I need something custom, this is where I'm going. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I, a lot of the things that I can, I end up making are like, Hey, can you make this? And I'm like, yes. And I don't know what it, you know, what it's going to be, but I'm like, yeah, I can, you know, let's figure it out along the way. Cause, um, it's, there's a level of like, it becomes this like collaboration. And I actually really like the, the way that goes instead of me just making something and being like, you know, here it is. Do you, you know, hopefully that people may like it. It's yeah. if someone has a need and I can feel that need or want, then that's probably going to be bigger than just me making something, you know, I, I, I don't know, whatever. But so what I end, up, I end up doing is I still make models for things because people are like, Hey, I can send this to you. And like, if you need to, or it's something that you really choose or want to do, that's fine. And God love the U S post office. But if we don't have to put faith in them, I can replace a leather slip easier than you can replace your thing that you're going to put in it, which is yeah. usually quite a bit more expensive. And so I say, give me dimensions. I will make a model to the best of whatever I can. And then from there, um, I can work around that. And then that way I have it then for myself in the future as well. And I don't yeah. ever make anything too exact because there's loops and holes and cutouts that actually don't matter. It's mostly the, just the, the outside shape of something thickness and all that stuff. So yeah, sure. I still, and it, it sometimes I can, I just 3d print something and then mm-hmm. I have it. And if it makes more sense, I can just, now that I bought a, um, I've got a bandsaw cutting stuff has become quite a bit easier for me too which is like yeah so yeah making models is one of my one of the best ways for me to have what i need to um make sure that whatever i'm making fits you know because like i said i'm not an engineer so i can't make something with i don't use numbers and i don't which sounds so silly i do to measure lengths and whatever sizes and things but i can't I, i just I no, gotta design I know it and then put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think, you know, I, I feel like that helps or that at least, at least this is sort of my perception. Um, I feel like that's helped you strike a really good balance between, Hey, here's kind of my standard offerings, the stuff that, you know, you either have patterns for, or you've made so many times you could do it in your sleep. And then you also leave that door open for, Hey, here's the one-offs and the custom stuff that, that sort of fills that gap that I think is sort of missing. I mean, I, listen, mm-hmm. I've said this before on, on the show that like, there is, there is no shortage of super talented folks that work with leather. Like that is, that is fact. But when it comes to like the custom stuff and, and let's face it, like having something in the everyday carry world, whether it's, um, you know, a cap lifter from Coke or a specific knife or whatever, like having a custom slip for it is, I mean, it's, it, it just finishes it off. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like being able to go to someone and have something sort of tailored. And, and I love what you said about, you know, it, it sort of becomes a collaboration. Right. And, and that's what mm-hmm. working with you has always felt like there's always been a ton of back and forth and a ton of input and, to me, like, and a lot of times I'll default to your judgment because you work with this stuff, you know it better. But 
you know, when I'm buying a product like that as a customer, like that's super cool to be able to have that input. So I, I, I dig that, man. I, I love the process and I love kind of the mentality behind it. So that's, that's always cool to, to see. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is um, I, because it's weird. I talk to so many people, I, I come up with these things that I just kind of repeat, but one of them being is that like, I'm not, I'm not good at business, right? I'm good at like these relationships and just sure. being nice and friendly with people. I'm not good at, at the, and I, it, people go, well, that is business. And I say, yeah, it is. Right. And so it's kind of interesting how, if we can frame like how we look at something as, you know, me thinking, oh, I'm not good at business, but in reality, I'm good at dealing with people and trying to help. Cause for me, I can, I visualize pretty easily. I can conceptualize very easily and you get to really learn from person to person, how much you can, how much you need to lead them or how much you can like, you guys just kind of like walk together. You know what I mean? And so those are the things that I find that I'm good at as opposed to like, you know, being some kind of weird marketing genius or anything like that, you know? And so being able to collaborate with people and to, Getting, getting immediate feedback. Do you like this? You don't like that? What are you going to use it for? And if I can get my mind into that place of like, how, how are you going to use this? Because if you if someone goes to me, here's here's one that I don't understand. Um, and it, it's not a knock on it. I, I just don't get um, like pen slips, of, yeah. like a, an individual sleeve for sure. an individual pen. Because I'm like, well, I clip my pen onto something. How are right. you going to do that if it's already clipped into the leather? And then I'm like, oh, you're going to bend the, the the clip if you try to put it in your pocket and in, you know, because now you're, you're really stressing it out. And so <laughs> that's something I've never really, I, I will, I don't mind doing and I don't dislike doing, but I don't chase anything like that because I don't sure. understand it. You know, so if I can get into the mindset, suddenly what I'm making becomes, oh, it makes sense to me. Now I'm ready to go and we can roll together and make it work for you or whoever I'm making it for. Yeah. No, it's funny. You say, you know, I'm not good at business. Dude, I think you are really good at like the hardest part of business, which is that piece of understanding, right? And, and, you know, in my day job, I don't, I don't work in sales, but we have a sales team and it's funny how often I chime in on the sales calls. It's, I was on a call this morning uh, with the sales team and, and I was, you know, I was pitching to them like, hey, guys, uh, you know, again, I know I'm not sales, but like we we need to dive a little bit deeper so that we can connect. And I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, sales and marketing go hand in hand and, you know, business and marketing and all, all of those. Yeah. But like this this idea that you your I think your main drive at least that's what it sounds like is is you want to come from a place of understanding so that you at the end of the day can make the best product for that use that use case for Mm -hmm. for whoever it is and to me that's like the mark of of really really good business I mean like you know there's there's you you have you have worked I feel like I have been like super obnoxious when I'm like hey man can you do this 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 and this and then you you put it all together and I'm like, Hey, well, what if you did this? And, and you've done that, you know, that asking of, Hey, what's, what's the end goal? What are you, what are you thinking? Have you thought about this or that? And so, like I said, to me, that, that sounds like you're really good at like the hardest piece of it. Um, so, so my hat's off to you for that. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, 
let's take I, I wanted to ask you a little bit broader question overall so from from the first time you sold goods for money um to now what has been sort of the hardest lesson that you've learned mm, um let me think it's I don't know if I've got like an end of like a one um, sure. because it's been, it's been a quite a learning experience, you know, uh, yeah. the first year that I, when I quit my job abruptly and just started doing this, um, you know, it was, thank God my wife is awesome. My business partner, because she allowed me to start at, at scratch. I mean, I think I made, yeah. I think I made like, you know, like twelve thousand dollars that year, like yeah, nothing. You know, and 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 it's it's grown and it's cool because I've been able to go. Um, so I think maybe the biggest one is, you know, we always hear these things about like you got to fail and you've got to fail and sure you you have to fail and then, but what does that mean? And and I, I think that I'm not sure I even like that word fail because the only time and I I remember specifically. I, I said something to this effect and you responded to it in a post. And uh, the only time we really fail is if we quit, you know, and you, it's interesting being, um, the one thing I really like about um, the EDC community is it's actually, it's a bunch of people that it's uplifting, you know, uh, social media gets a really bad rap because of, yeah. you know, Oh, and all the kids and everybody's so mean and, I believe that's true. And I think it can be, but I think it's also, where do you find yourself in that sphere and what are you, what are you doing there? And so everybody in the EDC community is there because we've got a common and shared interest. And if you're like me, I don't have a literal and I'm not being hyperbolic. I don't have a single person in my life that is in my physical life that gives one care about what's in my pockets. You know what I mean? They don't care at all and so when i find people that they have cool stuff i have cool stuff that that all that question of like what uh what what is it what does it do what does that thing do and you're like that i i can't tell you that i mean nothing yeah you know sometimes the answer is literally nothing but that's not the answer for those of us that get it um and so what i find is that you see all these other makers that kind of ebb and flow and the only real true mark of failure is just to give up and to quit you know um because there's a whole bunch and that's difficult to not do right because it would be easier sometimes um and actually it wouldn't be easier for me but to just say i can't do this anymore this isn't working as opposed to okay so this is getting stale pivot you know like the leather work for me i like doing it um i don't enjoy making 50 wallets a week. Um, yeah. I wouldn't enjoy making 50 of anything a week. If it was an order, that's cool. Um, but what I, I learned is by pivoting to working on my lathe, by pivoting, working on leather work and doing all these things and then trying finding ways that can combine them and then building relationships with other makers, people that are, you know, I still haven't really done a lot of collaborations um, yeah. because I feel like this is where my, business sense goes out the window where i'm like how do we how do i collaborate with somebody and then how does the money thing work um because you know so yeah that might be that's the biggest lesson for me though is don't just quit 
because that's the only real way of like you fail because you and that's not even failure sometimes that's the correct answer but for me um that's that's the biggest thing i learned yeah no absolutely and listen i have i have an unreasonable love for the word failure uh i have a sign behind me that says fail until you don't i have um those words tattooed on my arm because i am a big believer in failing not not in a sense of like literally like literally failing but like you know learning right turning it Mm -hmm. into uh uh, something that is constructive because to your point yeah i mean if if you try something you fail and then you don't ever try it again well then yeah that that was a failure and that sucks but um you know if if you take something from it you learn you grow and you you move forward then i think there's some value in it and and so i i'm with you on on that and see and for me that's something that um i respect a lot because that mentality of like for i was nervous a little bit to do a podcast because i don't do a lot of talking i don't do a lot of videos i you know something i hearing my own voice and stuff can make you self-conscious i'm not sure if i'll even listen to this podcast maybe i'll tell other people about it but your ability to like this uh you had technical problems and then you had to go back and listen so you're already re-listening to you your own voice yourself talking and me which that's different but like for me it's just that feels so cringy that if i would have to oh crap now i gotta go back i gotta listen to what i was saying now i gotta listen to what you know so i i appreciate that that a lot because there's a lot of strength in being able to go into and look at things that are uncomfortable, find comfort in them, and then be able to like move forward. And I don't mean like, you know, finding discomfort in a pair of shoes. I mean, finding that discomfort deep inside of you that allows you to either succeed or fail. Right. And I think if I'm hearing what you're saying, that's kind of what I feel like you're alluding to that I respect a lot because that's not an easy place to live in. No. And, and listen, I'm, I'm 31 and it has taken me almost all of those years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I still listen. I don't listen back to a lot of my stuff because yeah, yeah, again, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I sound like an idiot or man, I really should have tweaked this in post just a little bit to get that home out of there. What, you know, whatever, you know, we're all Mm -hmm. our our own worst critics, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that when you live and work in a creative field, you have to have that, right? Like you, like you were saying, like you have to pivot, you have to change, you have to adapt and evolve and, and do more. Um, so, yeah, so so I I feel like and like just like right now like I have a f- five year old walking up to me, telling yeah. me the the food that we put out for him earlier put out for him, we had breakfast <laughs> earlier he didn't eat it all and I was like hey man we're gonna you come back to this toast in a minute because you're gonna be hungry, he just walked in the door and said hey man I'm gonna eat some of these mixed nuts because my breakfast is too cold I'm like yeah dude it's been out for two hours of course yeah anyways yeah. and here we are. <laughs> I get it, dude. I get it. I work from home. Like I work, you know, my, my leather shop is in the basement, you know, and it's, uh, and in my, my machine shop is in the garage and you know, the, the, these past year, two years of this pandemic of 
kids being home and school being out and when somebody's sick or yeah yeah dude that i so i him being there and hearing i appreciate it a bunch because like it's it's hard you know dude, and, it's like, real I life yeah but it's but it is right and it's something that like makes me laugh because i go oh man i can totally relate to that and yeah that's hard it's hard to actually realize too you know I, I live in a bubble of quiet because I don't talk yeah. to a lot of people other than very EDC stuff. And when you find, when I find those things like, Oh, I'm not alone in this yeah. thing that I feel stuck in. Sometimes it can really, it's a, a good release. So I just think it's oh, great. That he's back there chatting. At yeah. You. <laughs> I mean, I, so the, the episode I recorded a night or two ago, uh, I mentioned uh, Raven, the pirate Sam and, and how, you know, he and I started chatting and back and forth. And now like it's, it's elevated from like, Hey, we talk about knives and gear to now, like he has two kids. I have two kids. Both our kids are about the same ages and we're both going through a lot of that same stuff at the same, you know, and I'll every now and then I'll message him and we'll check in. I'm like, yeah, man, the, 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 the bigger one's doing this and that. And he's like, Oh man, we went through that. And just like you said, it's like so nice to not feel alone or like I'm doing mm-hmm. something like crazy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Uh, that's, yeah. that's life though, man. And we, we roll with the punches and we figure it out. But um, yeah. so, so shifting gears just a little bit other than making and everyday carry stuff, where do you spend your free time? Um, you know, uh, I, I game a little bit. I used to game more. Um, I game less now, but like, it's cool. My son is almost six and I got him into, actually, you know, it's funny. I didn't get him into anything. When we have kids, we think, oh, they're going to be our little whatever. And you can push him towards to doing anything. No, dude, that's not how they work at all. all. I couldn't get, I could not get him interested in anything that I thought he might be. But then suddenly he found an interest in video games. And so we play Fortnite together. Um, yeah. you know, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I do Fortnite. Um, what else do I do? I used to, I feel like I used to do a whole bunch of stuff and now it's just like, I spend more time on TikTok than I like to admit, but it's, it's so Dude, easy guilty. to just sit I'm there guilty. and like, yeah. you know, kind of melt away, which is really nice. Cause I can turn it off, just look at stupid crap and then, you know, get up and do other stuff. Um, yeah. you know, and a, a lot of, a lot of what I do for work is uh, is like a hobby too and so actually sure. one of my favorite things to go do is thrift shopping though you know because i am stuck at home yes. all the time so like i've got the arc right down the street from me um it's one of the best ones in the area and then there's a restore not too far and you know most times they go in and there's not much but those times you go and you you just you get a bunch of stuff that i dude it's so i don't want to say I don't need yeah i know right and and right now there's a um, up in in Denver, uh, there's a place that's going out of business. It's a, a surplus shop. It's like, what do they call themselves? They've got a bunch of like, yeah. it's not tools. It's nuts and bolts and kind of tools. Just some old, just this old like place where this and dude that was, uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. And it's a surplus shop of it, and uh, they're going out of business because it's just it, the son took over. He doesn't want to do it anymore, sure. and the area isn't getting any nicer and I'm like, I need to get there at least one more time before they shut down because it's like, can I, you know, 
I'm, I usually make all my own stuff as much as I can, um, for like on my lathe, I've seen something, um, that I want to try to make because I can't find how to buy the damn thing. So I got to figure out how to make it. And I'm like, well, let's go there. Cause if I can find the parts for cheap, that's the best place to go. And so I'm like, I might try to get up there today. If they're even open, I think I should call them first just in case. But, uh, yeah, so thrift shopping, uh, gaming, um, you know, when my wife and I can go on a date every once in a while, feels great, you know, get a little right. bit of time from, it's like we get on a, take it, get on a date, get on a date, go on a date to get some space between the kids. And then we just talk about them at dinner, you know, so it's like, dude, yeah, there's no escaping that. Like that's no. the first, I, I remember, so Foster's almost five, Parker's almost two. So for the last five years, um, we didn't go on like a date night with, with just us probably until Parker was born So like four years of no like proper date nights. I mean, we went out and did this or that or whatever, but um, I remember the first time we went on like a proper date night that was like, all right, we're not going to talk about the kids, but it's all you want to talk about. Like, come on. It's, yeah. You know, and then he, it's nice. Cause then you can sit and giggle about the things that you really like yep. about them. So when you get back home, you're like, Oh, I do like you little people. Like, you know, right. You, you're you not just want to pull my hair out, scream at but... me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally so. yeah. You know, and, um, I, they've been going on walks. I've been, uh, it's funny. My son, I've got a, I've got one of these weighted vests that, yeah. um, oh, one, so speaking of thrift shopping, here's, this is perfect thing. I went to, the arc or whatever and i found uh like 1970s weights you know like the the, the lead shot filled soft yeah. weights that you would wrap around your wrist and oh, do God. aerobics or whatever but dude i found like 35 pounds of lead shotted weight for like 20 bucks you know which is crazy because buying weights is if you get them for a dollar a pound is at least where i'm at is pretty good yeah and so when you get them for less than that it's great and then what I ended up doing was up on my stove, I, I made this little, uh, I got this little thing that I was boiling my lead in. And then I'd go out in the backyard and I had a, a sand, um, I had a bucket of sand with my mold and I was pouring my, my lead because I'm making my weights for my, my weight vest. And so I wear that thing and take my, my dog on a walk and my son and daughter have been getting into that with me too, which is, yeah, that's you know, awesome. trying to find a way back into fitness has been you know, I'm not, I'm not unfit, but like finding, I should consistently do this thing for my body because it's good and not pretend because I don't sit at a computer, I'm more active than I really am. Yeah. So yeah, that's something that I try to do is try to be more active, but that's, that's a hard process. You know, yeah. yeah it's even tougher when you got, you got little kids, but uh, if there's one yeah. thing they're not short on is energy. So uh, you yep. can always count on them to, to you know run around the block with you or whatever um you know i you know the only so you touched a little bit on 3d printing and obviously for the folks that are newer to to black cross leather like you have been crushing it with you know the beads off the lathe doing all the different 3d printing and i love seeing you post up prototypes and rough mock-ups and this and that um you know, is there anything kind of in the near future you want to share anything you're working on or, or anything you're excited about right now? Um, I've got a, I've got a sewing machine coming, which 
that's going to be for the leather, which will be nice for some of these like uh, smaller things that I can kind of just make and produce. Um, the the hand stitching part is probably this the most laborious almost when it comes to making leather stuff because you know it's one literally one stitch at a time. Um, yeah. And so I mean that's like that's the only thing that I'm kind of waiting on. I haven't heard back from the guy. Um, I don't want to blow him up here, but I'd love to because I spent a lot of money on something that I can't right. get a hold of this dude. And it's I'm going too soon. Like I'm going to get a hold of him if I can't. I'm going to start just lighting him up all over the place. I, is this petty? I thought about I saw on my uh, on my Venmo, um, just sending him dollars, one dollar at a time with notes of like so all his people sending it publicly because I find it so odd that Venmo can be you know all these transactions are public, but like just send him a buck. Here's a dollar. Like and and then a public note of like where is my sewing machine, dude. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to be, I'm getting frustrated with this and, but I'm also trying to be patient. Yeah. It'll work out. Right. I gotta, I gotta accept that. Gotta trust that the universe is going to work out or else I will go nuts trying to like force something that I can't. Right. Um, but I've got, you know, I've got my pew pews, which are kind of something that is fun for me because They're it leads so me into, but I'm, but, kind of kicking around the idea of doing a metal one um so it's going to yeah. be you know get my machinist to do that they're more detailed which i think is necessary in making them their appearance obvious of what they are and also it just looks cool and so yeah. kind of doing that um but it's the logistics of it are difficult just in terms of i'd like to recreate it how it is but I don't want to sell something that's going to be ridiculously expensive for me to sure. get made because then it's going to be expensive to buy. And I don't want to get, I don't want to price out anything. Um, so, and I feel like I'm doing so many things constantly that I'm not pushing too hard to get those made, but that's probably the yeah. main thing that's coming to the sewing machine and that, and then just, I don't know, just trying to get better on the lathe. I haven't been on it. I try to, I try to go one week in the leather shop, one week out on the on the lathe. But last night I was kind of realizing, oh, I need to do more. I need to be on the lathe more just because it's like it's a giant etch a sketch in a way. Sure. Where you turn one knob to go, you know, X Y or you know up and down X, and the other knob left and right Y, and then sometimes there's Z component involved. Wow. Um, and so like yeah, the, these little fine motor movements, I got to continue to do it because I'm. I'm last night i was on i'm like i'm not doing as this as smooth as i should be so yeah it's kind of get to but, that point where it becomes like muscle memory right i mean i would imagine totally yeah and it's just like i gotta get the reps in more reps is gonna get me more results so hell yeah well listen other than the intermittent technical difficulties i think i have been just thrilled with everything we've gone over like i felt like i knew you pretty well and then diving into this, I had no idea you worked on motorcycles and worked in medical billing. And like to, to yeah. me, like that's it, just it's cool to to dive a little deeper and know kind of where folks come from, but also like learning what makes you tick and 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 where you've really found your your enjoyment. So it's it's been it's been fascinating to me. Um, I, I love hearing it. Cool, man. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, before we go, is there anything else you want to shout out to anybody listening or anything you want to, you want to mention? I'll, uh, hand it over to you. You talk about whatever you want. Um, not much. I mean, I just, you know, I 
just want to say thanks to everybody that supported me to this point um, in either just, you know, becoming friendly through talking to me on the internet, buying stuff, helping me along the way. Um, there's so many people that have that, you know, I talked to my wife and I was like, I don't want to forget anybody's names, but I'm actually, yeah. I feel like there's really no need to name anybody specifically because um, if you've worked with me, if we work together, if I've helped you, if you've helped me, like it's been as enjoyable and um, positive for me as I hope it has been for you and anybody that's, you know, purchased from me, continues to and continues to support me. It's like, I appreciate it. Like I appreciate it immensely because it allows me to continue to do what I love to do, which is create, you know, it's really cool that I get to, I get to go to work every day doing the stuff that I would do if I wasn't work, if I wouldn't call it work, you know what I mean? And, and, and so like, as much as it, it, it does become a job to some degree, but it's something where, when I can have the the state of mind to take a step back and, you know, be appreciative of like, I haven't had a real, I'm my only boss for the last like two and a half, three years. Yeah. Like that's wild. That's so crazy to think yeah, about, you it's know? Nuts, man. Yeah. So just thanks for everybody that supported me along the way. And I hope to continue to just keep producing cool stuff. Hell yeah. Well, if you guys are not already, go join the folks that uh, are following Sam over at black cross leather on Instagram, all one word, no spaces, no nothing. Um, go check out his uh, website, blackcrossleather.com. You got a Facebook page too, don't you? Right. I think maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, everything cross post from Instagram to sure. Facebook. Um, so it's, but I, I find it, I find Facebook to be, it's difficult because my business page has to be tied to my personal page and yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to differentiate the two very well. And it's like, so I do a little bit of Facebooking and I, yeah. and I respond to people and stuff too, but it's mostly, yeah, it's just cross posted from Instagram anyway. And my website is bad, but I'm going to, I'm going to get it better. <laughs> I swear to God. No, to you're God. good, man. You're good. Listen, so. it, it keeping up with all of that stuff. And that, that is, I feel like, going on a mini tangent here like that's one of like the downsides that doesn't get talked about a whole lot when it comes to being your own boss and having your own business is like yeah you're your own boss but you 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 wear so many hats it's exhausting right and so well keeping up with the website the facebook the instagram thank god they have those cross post things because facebook would never see the light of day if uh if i didn't you know have that option to toggle the cross post over so (laughs) Um, hats off to you for for everything you've been doing and and i hope that everybody goes and follows along and uh yeah, man. Well, uh, I, I, I'd love to sit down and do this again another time. I want to dive deeper into 3D printing and, and all of that stuff. So we'll, we'll have to schedule a, uh, 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 an episode number two. Yeah, man. I'm down anytime, Greg. I appreciate it. And uh, congrats on, on this podcast, man. It's been great to listen to, and I hope you just keep finding success in it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, guys, you know the drill. Make sure you follow Sam. Go show him some love. Uh, If you're not following GT Don on Instagram, go give me a follow. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you thought of the episode. And um, that's all I got for you guys today. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks again, Sam. Yeah, thanks, dude. All right, peace.